0: Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and yes, I am on winter break. This is the first podcast of the winter break and what I'm probably going to do is during these next three to four weeks, I'm probably going to do just one podcast a week and it'll be every Thursday And The time of the podcast will be Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time just because the holidays are coming up and I really need to use this break to get in the right mindset to get back to school because when I get back to school, I have a lot more time to produce more content, create more videos, and to have some fun. But for today's podcast, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, I'm in the process of also scheduling some interviews with other sports psychologists. So I'm starting to gain a little bit of uh, community uh, that way. And I'll let you guys know and give you guys better details later on. Um, However, for today's podcast, we're going to do probably three to four topics today. We have a lot to talk about. Um, We got to talk about all the baseball signings and what's going on. I got to give you my take on that. Garrett Cole goes to the Yankees. Rendome goes to the Angels, Uh, the Phillies get Wheeler. I know I talked about that a little bit, but I have to get into that. I'm also going to get into the Sixers, Uh, get into some Sixers and also national basketball media. I plan to give you guys my power rankings right before Christmas. Um, I think it's perfect, perfect time for that. i give you guys a top 10 power rankings. Uh, I got to continue my weekly picks for today. Uh, This week, there's a lot of great games in the NFL. I went 4-1 last week. I took on, uh, the only game I got wrong was the Rams and Cowboys, and I should have picked the Cowboys. I had a gut feeling. But other than that, I went 4-1 this past week. And obviously got to get into the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys winner takes the division and also get into the two other games where it's a winner-take-all even though uh, the Bills and Patriots, even if the Bills win, the Patriots will still lead to the vision. So that is the rundown for today's podcast. So again, you guys can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on the Anchor app. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Also, check me out on TikTok and also check me out on Instagram, All you have to do is search uh, Swoop Radio, and I'll pop right up on both social media platforms. I'm going to start posting more video content, especially especially with this Sunday's game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. So for the first topic of today's podcast, I'm going to get into the Philadelphia 76ers and also give you guys my NBA power rankings, because right now, Right now, the Sixers lost to the Miami Heat, and, the, and that was tough last night because the Sixers started out strong. They were up 16 in the first quarter, and then Miami switched to a 2-3 zone, and it really that really dictated the um, outcome of the game. So, the Miami Heat are definitely no team to sleep about if you are a Sixers guy, uh, you cannot sleep on the Miami Heat. And some action for tonight's games. You have you have the Houston Rockets and the Clippers. And then you have the showdown between Giannis and LeBron. Uh, that's going to be a great game uh, tonight. So tonight's basketball game should be really well and should be really great um, tonight. But back to the topic. The Sixers. My biggest takeaway from the Sixers is, and I've been telling people for a while, it comes down to Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons wanting to be great. Uh, ben Simmons, he did pass it out to Al Horford. Al Horford probably should have made that shot, but if you're Ben Simmons in that situation, you're, you're on a you're against a six foot three point guard. Definitely take him down low. Um, he, he just him and Embiid like they show flashes of their greatness. They need to do it more consistently. Um, I believe the Sixers do need another shooter. I've been saying that for a while, but that's not t- a top priority need. What needs to happen is we need. Embiid and Simmons to want to be great every night and Embiid showed in the fourth quarter he had 12 of his 22 in the fourth quarter that again he can become great but he needs to do it more consistently the first three quarters he did not show up it's just simple as that he did not show up one of the ways to attack a 2-3 two, a two, zone is there's two ways one by perimeter shooting and two feeding it to your big man down in the free throw range area so that way he can pass he can either do like a hook shot he can do a little floater or he can also bang it down low and Embiid did not want to do that in the in quarters two and three you it took into the fourth quarter for him to do that and you saw in the fourth quarter how to attack that zone and the Sixers were a three-point shot away from winning but they showed up too late and that's going to be the common story with them is can Simmons and Embiid consistently be great Until we see that The Sixers are going to be a top 3 seed team In the Eastern Conference Right now they're at 5 But they'll easily start getting on a roll And start rolling teams But we're going to continue to have these weird losses Where we dominate But then we blow it And that's because of Simmons and Embiid's Inconsistencies with being great And that is just, that's just the truth And that's what it comes down to so now let's get to my power rankings. And I'm going to start, I'm going to be quick for my low teams. Uh, obviously, there is 15 teams each conference, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. There's actually my, my fault. So I'm going to I'm gonna give you guys my power rankings, starting with the last team. Um, as I'm counting each team's total, I should notice off the top of my head, but 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 each conference, just like I thought starting with the bottom feeders. The Golden State Warriors are my 30th team in the NBA. Definitely, like they lost Steph, Clay, (laughs) KD, Draymond, everyone has been banged up, nicked up. Uh, The Warriors are not a great team. They stink and teams are rolling them because of what they've done the past five years and rightfully so. My next team that's at the bottom is the New York Knicks. I got to, actually no, I'll put the Hawks next at 29 and then the Knicks at 28 both of these teams are really struggling um Atlanta had a great start to the year but then once Trey Young went down the losing started to happen Atlanta needs to find a way to play some defense they really struggle with with stopping the paint they they can't stop anybody they've lost five straight they allow 118 points a game and that's gonna hurt Trey Young is a great offensive player but he is a liability on the defensive side of the ball The Hawks need to get a solidified big man that can and solidified perimeter players that can play that defense. They're a young team, though, so I'm not really worried about them. The Knicks are a little bit ahead because they've won. They actually won a couple games, and uh, they actually play a little bit better defense than the Atlanta Hawks. They just struggle more with scoring. What are you going to get out of Dennis Smith and what are you going to get out of all these other guys? That's the answers the New York Knicks need to figure out. The next team at my 27th ranking is the New Orleans Pelicans. They finally ended their 13-game losing streak. Uh, Once Williamson comes back, I know the Pelicans will be be better. Um, I really like what I see out of Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is really starting to take the next steps forward. But when it comes to him, he needs to be consistently great. Just like I say about Simmons, there's nights where Ingram doesn't show up. And there's nights when he does. He showed up last night and dropped 30 points. So, which Brandon Ingram are we going to see? And Lonzo Ball, definitely he's definitely taking some steps forward, but he just needs to stay on the court and be healthy. Uh, that's why he has moved to the bench. And uh, I expect more from this young core of the New Orleans Pelicans. Next, at 26, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a couple guys in Sexton, Kevin Love. They should definitely look to trade Kevin Love, get younger, get more deaf. That's what the Cavaliers need to do. Again, it comes to defense with them. They allow 113 points a game. At 25, I got to go with the Washington Wizards. Um, Again, they just can't stop nobody. They can score a ton of points. They they score 117 points a game. They play that running gun style. Uh, but again, they allow the most points in basketball at over 120. They did beat the Sixers, so that's why I have them a little bit higher. Um, but after them at 24, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. And then I have the Spurs at 23. And the Timberwolves at 22. So for all these next three teams, it comes down to they have a lot of young guys. The Timberwolves have lost eight straight and are really struggling, so in fact, I would put the Timberwolves below the Spurs, so I'd move the Spurs to 22, Timberwolves to 23. Um, all these teams are just lacking like that consistent superstar. Karl-Anthony Towns is supposed to be that guy for Timberwolves, but he's just not consistent. Again, just like Wiggins and Towns, Embiid and Simmons bring it more than Wiggins and Towns do on a nightly basis, but these guys want to be great or say that they want to be great, they got to do it consistently. For the next tier of teams, at 21, the Bulls, 20, the, the Pistons, Uh, yeah, 20, the Pistons, 19, I got to go with the Phoenix Suns, 18, the Portland Trail Blazers, now 18, the Charlotte Hornets, 17, the Portland Trail Blazers, and that is all my teams that are not in the postseason. I have the Trail Blazers as my number one team, that is out of the postseason right now. Carmelo Anthony has revamped his career, and you gotta love it in Portland. But Portland, again, it just comes down to defense. Lillard and McCollum are great offensive players, but are they? Can they bring it defensively? That's what always hurts them. But now we get to the postseason teams right now that are eligible for the postseason. At 16, I have the Magic. Uh, they don't have. They play great defense, but they just don't have the consistent shooting and offense night in and night out. They allow 104 points a night, but they only score 103. Definitely need more from the Magic. At 15, I have the Sacramento Kings. Another great young core of players right around with the Suns where they are. Um, I really like this team. The Aaron Fox is really good. Um, they just need to be again. They're with young teams. You got to be a little bit more consistent. The Oklahoma City Thunder are my next team. They are my uh, 14th team and then followed by the Brooklyn Nets. The reason why I have the Brooklyn Nets a little bit ahead is because the Thunder are are, They have Steven Adams. They have Chris Paul. They have a good young core players. Um, They're just missing that superstar player. Whereas the Nets, they have the two superstar players. They're just not playing right now. Next on the next tier of the power rankings. I have, I got to go with the Pacers at 13, and then now I'm going with Utah at 13, Pacers at 12, Um, these two teams again, uh, the Pacers are a good solid team, they had a great win in Milwaukee, Um, great win, but again, they need to do it more consistently, Uh, they have also won four straight, so the Pacers are starting to creep up in the power rankings, but I just have them low right now. I will put them ahead of Utah. I'll give them that. But Utah is starting to hit stride as well. Both teams are on a three-game winning streak. At number 11, I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors. And at number 10, I'm going to have to go with the Denver Nuggets. No, I'm going to go with the Houston Rockets. Uh, both these teams, again, are really good teams. They're great. Um, but again, right now the Rockets just need to be more consistent with winning. And Toronto's just missing. They have Siakam, but they're just missing that key piece. Uh, definitely lost to Philly the other week. And they've lost to a couple other good teams um, throughout the week. Um, I know Toronto has won three straight since their loss. But they're just they're just missing. They're, they're, they're a good, solid playoff contending team. Definitely top ten. So at number nine for my top ten... I gotta go with I gotta go with Dallas Mavericks, only because they do miss they do miss Luka Doncic, but they had a great win in Milwaukee again. That's my number nineteen. Number eight, I'm gonna have to go with the Boston Celtics at eight. Um, Boston is a, another great playoff team, but again they're just missing those key those key players. Um, at number seven, I'm gonna go with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, because the Denver Nuggets, again, they're starting to roll a little bit. Jokic is still playing better. But again, they have to be more consistent. At six, I'm going to go. I definitely counted these wrong. I, I, I definitely counted these wrong. So I'm just going to go backwards from one to ten. So my number one team is the Los Angeles Lakers right now, rightfully so. My number two is the Milwaukee Bucks. Three is the L.A. Clippers. Four is the Sixers five is Miami six is Boston seven is Denver eight is Toronto nine is Indiana 10 is the Rockets so those are my top 10 so I should have simplified it better it's hard to read these power rankings a lot but what do you guys think feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion obviously these are super early um, power rankings, uh, just based off of what I saw. I really like what I'm seeing from the Lakers, even though their schedule has been light, they're still winning games. The Sixers are really good. It just comes down to Embiid and Simmons wanting to be great. That's why they're top five, but they're not top three right now. Um, it's just, it's going to be a great NBA season. Christmas basketball is coming up, but again, you guys can listen to swoop radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and Google. Podcast and all over. All I have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys stick around because I'm going to get into some Eagles, Cowboys next, and then also I'm going to get into some baseball talk. You guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. everyone and welcome back to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier I gave you guys my top 10 NBA Power Rankings. I also ranked all the teams that are not in the postseason currently if the standings of the season were ended today. Um, But now we're going to get into um, the big topic of today. We're going to get into some Eagles-Cowboys talk. And then we're also going to talk about the other divisional games that are going to take place in week 16 this is a huge week in the NFL, just like last week. Last week, I went 4-1 and in my scores. It was great, great overall week for me. Um, and it's been a great season overall. I have over 60 correct and under 40 wrong. So it's been a great year uh, for Swoop Radio and his picks. But we got to get into the nitty-gritty here. Eagles, Dallas, division on the line. You have the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys both having disappointing years. Dallas is 1-7 and against teams with a record above 500. The Eagles have been abysmal. So disappointing on the offense and defensive side of the football. The Eagles allow over 28 points on the road versus 17 points at home. And no one has really stepped up at that cornerback position. It's been inconsistent. You had Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins. Scored 37 on the Eagles. You also had um Dwayne Haskins put up big numbers against the Eagles last week. So which Eagles team are we going to see? Which Dallas team are we going to see? Dallas is coming off of an annihilation over a Rams team that has also been a huge disappointment. Let let that be clear. And I and I don't want people to really because people do this. People have a weekly bias with the NFL teams. And that's one of the reasons why my picks have been spot on this year is because I have avoided that weekly bias. Just because a team dominates one week, it does not mean that they will show up again next week. Football is a very tricky game to read and react. And also, and also, Dak Prescott is is having my fault some shoulder problems. Um, Dak Prescott is not even practicing this week. He is a limited uh, participant. And the backup quarterback um, has been has been taking some snaps, some first-team snaps. And what hurts Dallas is coaching. You have a guy in Jason Garrett who is scared. Um, who is not scared. Who is stubborn. And you have to realize your team is a running team. You guys have a great offensive line to Dallas Cowboys. An amazing offensive line. You guys have... An amazing all-pro running back in Ezekiel Elliott. Yet, you rely on the air attack to to win you games. Um, Dallas, again, is tops in the NFL in yards per game. And Dallas has one of the best rosters in the NFL on paper. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to be honest. The Dallas Cowboys have two great receivers in Amari Cooper and Gallup. They have a great tight end in Jason Witten. They have a great offensive line with Zach Martin and Tyron Smith and all those boys down there in Big D. And they have a good, they have a good, solid quarterback in Dak Prescott, who is having the best season of his career. Um, I, and Dak Prescott definitely deserved the Pro Bowl. He got snubbed. And what's hurting this team is their coach, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett has been at times relied way too heavily on the pass instead of just giving Zeke the ball and what the Dallas Cowboys need to do against the Eagles is just give Zeke the ball Zeke Elliott is averaging over 150 yards a game against the Eagles and he is undefeated against the Eagles so clearly as a professional coach you would get the message okay we should run it with Zeke Zeke Ezekiel Elliott is the reason why we always beat the Eagles because they have won four straight And have won 5 games with Ezekiel Elliott as their running back. The game that they lost to the Eagles, Elliott did not play. He was dealing with his suspension. And that was the Eagles Super Bowl year. So, that's the recipe for Dallas. For the Eagles, it's going to have to be... The Eagles defense is really going to have to show up in this game. They're going to have to stack the box. And they're going to have to make Dak Prescott beat you through the air. And let Jason Garrett, bait Jason Garrett to throwing the football a lot and avoid the run. That's what the Eagles have to do in this game. They're going to have to stack the box and they're going to have to stop Ezekiel Elliott. If they don't do that and and they let Elliott run all over them. You saw them earlier in week seven. What happens when you let Elliott just run all over you. The Dallas Cowboys annihilated the Eagles. They scored 37 points on them in big day. So. Now the game's in Philly. The Eagles need to ride their crowd because the crowd is going to be ready. We are going to be amped up as Eagles fans. They are going to be ready to just let it loose and let it fly. So Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, all of that defensive line in that front seven is really going to have to put pressure on Elliott and is really going to have to put pressure on Dak Prescott. And they're going to really have to win the line of scrimmage. If the Eagles win the line of scrimmage, It's going to be a long day for Dallas, especially if Dak Prescott is beat up. They got to hit Dak Prescott. They got to get to him. They got to make him force throws and make him uncomfortable. He's already going to be uncomfortable with that shoulder. If they put on a couple hits on him early and really numb that shoulder, the Eagles are going to be okay in this game. In terms of talent, the Eagles struggle. They do not have a solidified number one wide receiver. Um, they're going to have to pound the rock with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. I really like that combination. They're going to have to find Greg Ward in the slot and give the ball to Greg Ward. I would t- I will take Greg Ward over Nelson Aguilar any day. Nelson Aguilar is getting paid $9.5 million. And Nelson Aguilar also has shown that he cannot get the job done. But that's what the Eagles have to do. And my prediction of these games... For this game, next for my next topic, I'm going to to give you guys predictions. But now I'm going to have to run down the other games as well. Um, But that's what's going to have to be done for the Eagles. The Eagles defense is going to have to win this game. And the offense just not turning the ball over. Because you saw in Week 7, if the Eagles turn the ball over and give Dallas great field position, it's a wrap. So, great defense for Dallas. Has to run the football with Zeke Elliott. And... Just be the team that you guys are supposed to be, and Dallas will be okay. Now, back to the other games now. You have the Denver—you have—not Denver. You have the Minnesota Vikings, and you have the Green Bay Packers playing each other with the division on the line. Dalvin Cook is injured in this game, and I think that's really going to hurt Minnesota in this game. Um, He is unlikely to play against the Packers on Monday. That is according to ESPN— And the Vikings might even sit Dalvin Cook for the rest of the season. So wouldn't that be a huge loss for the Minnesota Vikings? That being said, I like the Green Bay Packers to have the advantage in the game. I know it's in Minnesota and that crowd is going to be rocking. But you lose a guy in Dalvin Cook, I don't care who you are, that really hurts your team. I think Cook is a bigger loss than Thielen, uh, honestly. Because Dalvin Cook has ran over 1,300 yards for the year. He's been one of the best. He's been, if not, it is a case for him to be the best back in the NFL this year. Um, So that's that's a huge loss for Minnesota. But what the Vikings have to do is, again, you have to pressure Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has not been the same quarterback he usually is uh, in years past. And the Vikings need to take take advantage of that. Their defense is one of the best in football. Um, Dalvin Cook, you're going to lose a lot from him. 1,600 yards, yards from scrimmage. 13 rushing touchdowns. You lose a lot from him. But Kirk Cousins is going to have to just not turn the ball over and just make the key plays. And the Minnesota Vikings have a good shot of beating the Packers. This Packers team is 11-3. But the Packers, they haven't really blown teams out. They've just found the way to win ugly games. And for the Packers, they're going to have to put pressure on Kirk Cousins and force him to throw interceptions. And you saw in the first matchup, When you put pressure on Kirk Cousins, he's going to throw picks. That's just what's going to happen. Um, But that game's going to be a great division showdown. And the last game, you have the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Even if the Bills beat the Patriots, the Patriots will have the tiebreaker because the Patriots have have had a better record against common opponents than the Buffalo Bills. It, It hates me to say that, but this Bills team has a great defense. The Patriots offense has so many limitations but also Josh Allen really struggles against the Patriots. So the X factor for the Buffalo Bills is going to be Josh Allen. If Josh Allen does not throw more than 2 interceptions in the, or in one interception in this game, the Bills will win. If Josh Allen throws or turns the ball over more than twice, more than once in this game, the Bills will lose this game. All you have to do is just make the key plays because you already know the Patriots are going to punt a lot. So, and the Bills are going to punt a lot this game is going to be a defensive battle and I really like the Bills chances in this game I think the Bills have the advantage the Bills are the better team so so far in all three of these games the road team and there's a case for the Vikings even without Dalvin Cook that they still have the better team but the road team has the better team on paper now it's just what what team is going to show up and it's going to be a great weekend And that leads to my NFL weekly picks. I might as well do it on this segment. So as I'm looking at the list for uh, weekly games, obviously Eagles-Dallas, I'm going to do that game. Um, My prediction for that game is I like the Eagles. Knowing that Dak Prescott is limited and knowing how bad of a coach Jason Garrett is, I like the Eagles. The Eagles have have no way on paper to, to win this game. No way. But I like the Eagles. I think that the Eagles, Miles Sanders is going to run over 100 yards. I think he's going to continue to ride that hot streak. And I think Carson Wentz is going to throw two passing touchdowns in this game. I think Greg Ward continues to be hot. And I really like the Eagles' chances in this game. I like the Eagles to win 24-17. to I think the defense shows up at home, rides off that crowd. And I like the Eagles to win the division and get in the postseason. Now. Next game, Packers and Vikings. I like the Green Bay Packers to win this game uh, because of Dalvin Cook's injury. If Dalvin Cook was healthy, I would like the Vikings' chances. But since Dalvin Cook is not playing, I got to go with the Green Bay Packers. I think the Packers clinched the division this week. My next pick, Bills and Patriots. I like the Buffalo Bills. I think they get the job done and they defeat the New England Patriots. It's going to be a close game. I think Josh Allen gets the job done. And I think he makes a key touchdown throw in the fourth quarter, similar to the Steelers game. My next game, as I'm looking at the list, uh, there, there's not a lot of uh, great games this week other than those three. Um, so I'm probably gonna go Giants. Redskins might as well. I like the Washington Redskins to defeat the New York Giants in this game. Um, I think the Redskins are a better team. I think the Giants they ended their winning, they ended their losing streak. I think Dwayne Haskins rides off that hot streak of last week, so I'm going to go with the uh, Washington Redskins, um, the Washington Redskins uh, over the New York Giants. So so far for my four games, I have the Redskins, the Eagles, the Packers, and the Buffalo Bills, and for my last game. That I'm gonna pick for my weekly picks. Um, drum roll please, as I'm trying to pull up the NFL schedule. Um, as I, the news came out, and there's a lot of breaking news, so I just want to let you guys know that it's it's gonna be a wild week 16. But for my last game, as I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm waiting for my laptop to load because again, the connection's bad. My last, uh, come on, as I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. My last schedule, I'm, I'll do the Rams at the 49ers. I like the 49ers to win. And I'm gonna I'm even gonna do a six game. I like I like the I like the 49ers over the Rams. I think the Rams are done. They're gonna get blown out. And I like the Chiefs to beat the Bear the Bears in Chicago. Chicago season ended last year last week, and I think the Chiefs are gonna roll. So my picks for this, for this week, Chiefs, Packers, Eagles, Bills. 49ers, those are my weekly picks. And what do you guys think about the weekly picks? I know I'm sorry for those last two games it took forever, but you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Check out Swoop Radio on Instagram and on TikTok. All I have to do a search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys stick around. I'm going to get into some baseball, and I'm possibly, possibly, might even get into another special topic but you guys listen to swoop radio with josh sanchez we'll be right back hey everyone and welcome back to the third and final topic of today's swoop radio with josh sanchez Earlier, I talked about the Eagles in Dallas. I gave you guys the Eagles-Dallas preview. I also got into um, the NBA and did my power rankings, my very early power rankings, and also talked a little bit about the Sixers and what needs to be done. And now I'm going to get into a little bit of baseball because there's been a lot of deals that have taken place in the MLB so far. Uh, Corey Kluber going to the Texas, the Texas Rangers. Um, for uh, D'Lo, the Shields, and Emmanuel Clace, and the Phillies getting Zach Wheeler, the Mets getting Michael Waka on a one-year contract, the Angels signing Anthony Rendon, um, uh, Garrett Cole goes to the New York Yankees. Uh, Rendome goes to the Angels. There's just a lot of deals that have taken place in the MLB. Strasburg resigns with the Nationals. So all of the big names pretty much have made their move so far. Um, and I, this for this topic, I really wanted to talk about the Phillies. Because the Phillies got Didi Gorius on a one-year deal. And the Phillies should make a trade. And I've been saying this for a while. The Phillies should make a trade for Cubs third baseman... Chris Bryant, and the reason why I'm saying this is because Chris Bryant is a an amazing player, he definitely needs a, ch- a change of scenery uh, for the Cubs, him and the Cubs have a weird relationship, it goes way back to um, his rookie year, when he, he knows that he should have been playing, um, and the Cubs put him to the minor leagues because they wanted his league of service or his years of service to be affected, so they have like a very shaky relationship and Chris Bryant would be the perfect fit in Philadelphia. And honestly, I think for the Phillies, it would probably take uh, uh, Alex Bone. Um, It'll probably take him, It would probably take the catching prospect I don't know off the top of my head, and possibly Gene Segura and another player to get um, to get Chris Bryant. and that's honestly not a lot. Uh, Segura is an okay. I mean, he's a good player, but he's not great. Chris Bryant is a great player. And him playing in Philly alongside Didi and Harper and and um and I'm going blank on, the, on, on one of the other names. Uh, Kingery, there it is. And you would have a solidified Phillies team. Now, I will say, though, I feel like the Phillies are taking the pitching very lightly. Despite getting Zach Wheeler, um, Madison Bumgarner went to the Diamondbacks for cheap. For cheap change compared to Zach Wheeler. And Bumgarner is way more established, way more solidified, and is a three-time World Series champion. And he's getting paid less than $100 million on a five-year deal. Whereas Wheeler is getting paid over $100 million. So it's very interesting to see. I know Wheeler's upside is higher than Bumgarner's. But the Phillies need to get another pitcher. There's too many question marks. Even Wheeler is a question mark. Uh, Wheeler has had injury problems. Wheeler has not really been, really has not been consistently great for a full season. I know his second half statistics are amazing, but there is a lot of question marks still in this Phillies pitching staff. Arietta, what are you going to get from him? What are you going to get from him? I mean, Eflin is okay. He's a good, solid pitcher. But the Phillies need one more arm, in my opinion, uh, for them in the starting rotation. And then I'll be more comfortable with this team. Um, Hamels goes to the Braves. Like, there is a lot of other deals uh, that have taken place in the MLB. But I think now, now that everyone is pretty much signed, now it's time for trades to happen. And now it's time for some teams to make trades. And I really think it would make the most sense for the Phillies if they traded for Chris Bryant in the Cubs. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I love it. Um, I would absolutely love it. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station, voice your opinion, be honest. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Instagram, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Just search Swoop Radio. So I'm going to conclude uh, this segment with my weasel and good apple of the week. I'm going to continue with Tradition. Uh, Just like John, me and my boy, John Williams and Pat Valio did on uh, the radio station on 89.1 Cavalier radio. My good apple of the week is going to have to go with, as I'm thinking, and I should definitely probably have planned this out a lot earlier. I'm probably going to have to go with, ah, this one's tough. I'm probably going to have to go with the Buffalo Bills as my Good Apple of the Week. They clinched their first 10-win season since 1999. Big shout-out to the Bills last week as they defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers and made my picks 4-1 for the week. And my Weasel of the Week, Week, I'm going to have to go with the Cleveland Browns as, as a whole organization. Um, you have guys in Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, and you were talked about as being like the team that was going to make the playoffs this year and shock the world. They they have not shown up at all, and it's going to be a very rough off season for the Cleveland Browns. So they are my weasel of the week. But again, you can listen to you can listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez every Thursday at 6 p.m. for the next five weeks. I'm only doing Thursday podcast just because that's the amount of time I have to do. And I'm going to also start scheduling some interviews. But I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Be safe. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop. Swoop. That was a bad swoop. Sorry, guys. Have a good one.